me was the move, yeah What we gon' do then? I came with my niggas and we plotting on them blues, yeah Brody got the thing, ain't no problem, let it lose, yeah But I ain't about the violence, I just want to see us winning Nigga for the talking, you ain't talking about no vengeance I done seen a lot, I got some wisdom in my eyes, yeah Open up your mouth, I tell you if it's truth or lies, yeah Don't look down on failure, that's a blessing in disguise, yeah When I'm chasing money, you gon' catch me in the sky, yeah Niggas try to take away my life, but I don't mind, yeah Why I keep it on me, I ain't never got a lot, yeah I'm in life, ooh, tell me what's the move, yeah What we gon' do then? I came with my niggas and we plotting on them blues, yeah Brody got the thing, ain't no problem, let it lose, yeah So we like, ooh, tell me what's the move, yeah What we gon' do then? I came with my niggas and we plotting on them blues, yeah Brody got the thing, ain't no problem, let it lose, yeah, yeah, yeah Welcome, welcome back to Spark That Talk. It's your boy Jones. Your boy Jay We sparking convos about shit that matters. Yes, sir. We back in the building today. It's a beautiful Tuesday, but y'all be hearing this on a Thursday. And then some of y'all overseas will be hearing it on a Wednesday morning, Wednesday night. Ain't that crazy? It could be like. 8 a.m. here and then it'd be fucking midnight somewhere else and just wild. Like I know in uh in Iran and Iraq it is next week already. What? So today is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So over there it's already Monday. It's Tuesday. Just a different date. I I don't are you I'm not gonna believe that. I need to look that up. That shit don't even make sense. <laughs> a nigga is a week ahead of us. On the same earth. Why you think? Why you think they already know everything? It's World War Three happening. They already. Wouldn't week that ahead be everything. nuts? I mean, think about. It. I don't even know how they set up the situation of different time zones. You know what I mean? I do. Come how? on, bro. It's You're a, a space dr- expert, so please let us know how the bro, Earth it doesn't even need a gravitational big. pull works. Especially speaking of that, mm. is that broom challenge real? Just put the broom up. You gotta try it. I mean, That's I what I thought yesterday. Up. I did it. It stood up. Yeah, but I thought up? just because it had my broom is already up still. My br- I, just, I put I did it today and the broom was up. So I guess every day the gravity gravitational pull is quite strong. It's not pulling my nuts. <laughs> you walk out the house and like your balls just start floating. It's like man, all your balls just stuck to the floor. <laughs> you squatting and stuck to the floor. You can't move. That's funny, man. Cause I always wonder, like, how, to, like, we we know that the Earth is round. So, but think when, about it, yeah. But the when Earth people is round. are well, well, like right now, are we like sideways? Are we upside down? Like, how do we, like, how do you know your position? I'm gonna tell you this, bro. If 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 we stop for a second right now, I don't know if we talked about this. If we stop for even half a second right now, right? If the world stops spinning for half a second right now, mm-hmm. we will all be dead. It's over. Did we talk about this already? We haven't, but do you know how fast we're spinning? 800 miles per hour. At least Fuck. We're, we're, we're spinning about so 800. So we stop, we getting splattered. Now, if we are in an open field, I believe we, sh- like a big open field, I believe we'll be fine. Like we'll be, you'll, you'll be land injured. on your feet. <laughs> you'll be injured. You'll be injured, bro. But Yeah, you're going to be injured all right, nigga. Like half a, but see, I'm thinking 800 miles per hour, they throwing us. And we, or they, uh, and then it stopped for half a second. We flying. Now we flying, but then the world keeps spinning right after that. So I'm thinking, you're just going to get seriously injured, and that's it. But to to answer your question with 
time zones and all that, you got to understand, like you said, the world is round mm-hmm. and the sun moves from what? East to West. I'm glad you're. I'm. I'm. This not even from working where I'm working. This no, just because you're a smart guy. Nah, <laughs> come on, bro. That show ended a long time ago. How that song go? Smart guy. Smart guy. I don't sing. I have no vocals. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's all it is, bro. And nice, uh, nice. That's that's the dumb version because I don't even know how to explain it. Correctly. I just thought I just was thinking about that the other day when I was just out and about. Like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> like you said, the Earth stops, dog. You're done. Like you're not even gonna know what happened. Like you, if we in this room splattered. right now, if we in this room right now, yeah, we get in. We gonna go through the walls. <laughs> Damn, probably, bro. Through a couple, to be honest. If we live to tell a story of that, though, bro, that'll be crazy. Because even the day if, Earth stopped, nigga, was if, you here? Yeah, but even if it, it uh, just stopped for half a second mm-hmm. and it went back up again, I think we'd still be flying. Yeah, bro, until you finally touch back on because land. Of, yeah, because of, of that gravity. That'll be crazy to see everybody flying. It's like... I don't know about seeing. You going eight hundred miles per hour, bro? On a on so a halt. On a halt. So you basically you can't even we, see. You probably we, already fried by so the time you you're think flying. By the time we like realize what's going on, we from here to Texas in what? Ooh, I don't about know about four that. hours. Like we'll be just floating that fast. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'm just stop. talking crazy shit right now. This is what you call conspiracy theorists. Yeah. I'm not even gonna get on that shit, but. Today, I do want to acknowledge Black History Month. Um, yes, sir. I want to acknowledge that out the gate. You know what I'm saying? It's February. But you're not even black. We only get one month. I am black, and I'm proud. <laughs> Nigga, nobody will mistake me for anything else. Like, damn, he sounds like he's Indian. <laughs> yeah, some dark ones out there, but no, nah, I'm definitely not getting uh, misclassified. <laughs> Justin Jones? Ha, huh, white man. Ha. Huh. I don't know what I was looking at the other day, but they're asking too many questions now on applications, bro. But I'm not even going to go there right now. But <laughs> it's Black History Month. Um, yes, sir. And I definitely want to give a shout out. Like, I, I wanted to bring up at least one or two people within our the my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? I know we always remember the late, great black people who made um, a difference in the world. But I want to talk about, I'm going to bring up two names in today's world that, we should all know and be familiar with. For one, I have to give a shout out to Barack Obama and two, Serena Williams. The reason why I say that is because, you know, there's men and women who make change in the world. And Barack, of course, was the first black president. Um, he obviously came in. He It's funny, like, people don't know this, but a lot of black people didn't even know who he was at first. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was... Nobody knew who he was until he really started making a wave during his um, race. Because I'd never even heard of him until that time. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody heard of him unless you were into politics. Correct. Either that or you lived in Chicago. You know what I mean? So once he made his wave out here, he made, he, you know, a lot of people got good things to say, bad things to say. But in my opinion, that changed the scope of things to where you got young kids growing up, they're able to see this man be in office and, now they can kind of actually say maybe I can I have an opportunity to do something that big 
like be president either you black female latino whatever it don't matter who you are i feel like that's what he represented he represented everybody as a whole you know he's a black man he still represent everything as a whole like anybody and everybody can do anything samoans samoans yeah samoans why not don't the rock said don't, don't, he's gonna rate he's gonna run don't get your hopes up Okay, there's a reason why Jones just said uh, blacks, females, and Hispanics only, okay? No, I'm not that close-minded, but if this nigga doesn't think you guys are going to make it, I don't know what to tell you. If we get a Samoan president, I ain't giving everybody two cents. Oh, man. Niggas walking, doing the State of the Union and ears and shit. It'll be crazy out there. I don't know where just bust out the haka. Fuck, man. That'll be nuts and intense, but yeah, you never know, man, especially in today's world. And then I had Serena Williams on the list because she obviously was, is the greatest all-time black female athlete, in my opinion, and she made a wave in in a sport that was predominantly white-based, females and male, and she actually came in and was a monster. So I got to give it to her, especially coming from where she come from, Compton, she um, beat all odds and came out here and did what she did. And to this day, like I said, I think she's the greatest black female athlete of all time. Nice. I like that, Jones. I, too, have one. And um, I'm going way back. Not not 1800s back, but I'm, I'm okay. still in the 1900s. Absolute. And the reason why I picked this guy is because I think this really made a, a difference okay. in society and as a whole. His name is Garrett Morgan. Mm. And in 1923, Garrett Morgan made the three light traffic light. He invented that. That's a hell of an invention. Okay, so so before that, right? So who you that, think, okay, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, so before that, they had two lights. Of course, the green and the red. Okay. And then he was one of the only black dudes in Cleveland, Ohio, who had a, a whip at that time. And so he was witnessing all these... Uh, when he's okay, when he says whip, you mean a vehicle, correct? A vehicle, yes, yes, yes. Because I want people to get a misconstrued because oh, we talking bad. about Black History Month. <laughs> niggas gonna think that boy got a whip over there in the cut, just smacking <laughs> niggas up. Nah, he's he talking was the only about free one. Uh, he's no. talking about a vehicle. Yes, he was one of the only ones with the vehicle at the time, and he's witnessed so many car crashes that he was like, yeah. "Dang, I wonder why." And he's looking, he's like, "Man, I need something that will extend to where." Extend. I, I need a light that will extend so that people know that they need to yield. Mm. That something else is coming. So of course he made the yellow and then made those lights. Bingo. That's a smart man right there. You know, there's a lot of black inventors, bro. They don't speak on this shit, but a lot of the everyday things people using, there's black people behind those things. By the way, I uh, I, I, I noticed when I came in there was mm-hmm. your uh, your security camera wasn't up there no more. Yeah, got knocked down. My daughter did it. Mm. <laughs> you know who invented you know, those, right? Who? A black person. The ring? No. Oh, just cameras just cameras in security, general. Security. Security gr- cameras for the home for any Nice. Because he was person. thinking that we get robbed all the time. See? <laughs> so these names and, and I and I know and I know They from, robbing me for my Bible, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you I know a lot of niggas who live in Cali, y'all. You go to anywhere else in the world, I don't really think there's a such thing as bars on the windows. Bars on windows and doors. Like, when you grew up down here, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that is just normal. Like, I had family come down here before and be like, why y'all niggas got bars on the windows? I said, bro, 
They look nice and decorative, but these are really security precautions. Niggas is busting through windows. You understand? No, no, this is and not, doors. Doesn't even look beautiful. Well, they try, they, try, they try to get a little designs in the steel work, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? They make it look okay, but you know in your you got a little latch in your room that you could unlatch the yep, bar yep, just in case it's a up. fire and shit. <laughs> I know people from out of town be driving through like, dang, these prisons look hella nice. Crazy, bro. But now you're starting to see a little more. A lot of, a lot of people now that they get a new windows put in, they're getting rid of the bars. And I'm, yeah. I'm actually happy to see that, bro, because it makes it makes you feel a little more comfortable now in the neighborhood because it's like, damn, everybody's not special, feeling like. Yeah, special windows, though. It's like right. bulletproof kind of pellets. <laughs> pellet, pellet windows. What? The pellet windows. Bulletproof windows, nigga? Pellet-proof windows. Like rocks can't go through them? Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe because the glass is a little thicker? Either that or they're becoming more plastic. Well, you know, yeah. Cause you know, you know what, what it mean? is? Cause I, you're right. Cause you used to be able to break, you know, them old like ones with the wood frame around it that's painted the windows. Yeah. You got a little latch on the top, and you got a. It's hard to push them bitches up because they're stuck to the sides in the paint. Over here, getting a shoulder <laughs> and a bicep workout, just lifting <laughs> them bitches up. <laughs> well, I'm done. As soon as you finally get it up, My you down there done. bust through the window, man. It's crazy. But yeah, though that glass break hella easy, bro. Yeah, yeah you're right. Things have changed. But shout out to those great black people and to all the other blacks out there. Continue to be great. Yes. Yes, sir. So let's move forward. I kind of want to touch on something else real quick before we jump into the spark that talk of the segment of the podcast. I got to bring this up because I know it's a hot topic. We all know that the late great Kobe had passed away. And I wanted to bring this up real quick of this interview that came out with Gail. And she was interviewing um, Lisa Leslie. Now, we are I'm pretty sure everybody's already saw the clip where she's kind of asking some questions that's kind of sideways. And you could tell that Lisa Leslie is a bit uncomfortable in this conversation. And now she's getting a lot of backlash. A lot of people telling her she's nuts, she's crazy. This, this is on the third. I personally, I don't agree with the question she asked because I feel like in the black communities, for some reason, it's always another black person to be on the front line trying to demolish somebody's character. And especially doing this when a person is gone and the family's still grieving, it seems like it's a bit early to be coming that hard. Because I feel like that was less than a week before this shit even popped up. And it was like the family ain't even done grieving. They barely trying to wrap their head around what's going on. And now they got to hear this shit. Now, we all hearing that it's the network who put these clips together and they cut some segments out to make that piece, which is nuts in the sense because it's like, Gail, you're good friends with Oprah. I don't even see how the networks can even be finessing you like this, to be honest. Like, Oprah's your fucking best friend. How is it even possible that you're recording and asking questions and then blame the network? I feel like you asked those questions, you should have already known there was an agenda behind it. it was, something was going to happen. You should have knew Why'd you bring it up? this shit was going to go south. Right? Why'd you bring it up? Huh? Exactly. Yeah. And for you to think, oh, you're going to, you're mad at the, uh, the network and all this shit, you should be pissed at yourself even taking it there because I don't have all the context in front of me, but there are certain things she said in the way she worded it 
was almost kind of like, because there was a part when she, when Lisa Leslie was like, I've been in the clubs with him. I never seen him act like that. I would never think he'd be that kind of person to, uh, quote unquote, what Gail was trying to bring up, what he was accused for, that he got dismissed. See how comfortable she was? Uncomfortable. But then Gail said, oh, you would not know because you're you're his friend. Yeah, so. When she said that kind of shit, I said, you're really digging deep trying to get this woman to like wild out on this man who's gone. And I felt like this is the, that's a fucking problem for me. Like I did, I wasn't feeling that. Like I know I haven't saw the entire interview, but that's the clip we all have. And based off of that, those questions and shit should have never even came up. Like even your, her response to the way Lisa answered some of the questions, she was still trying to dig. So that made me feel like you really reaching. Like, you could tell Lisa was almost, like, surprised she would even go there. Yeah, she looks so uncomfortable. Lisa Leslie's 6'5", bro. If you're over there. <laughs> <laughs> she reach across and smack the dog shit out of her. Bro, I've never seen somebody. Now, you 6'5", and you got, like, this dress on. And you over here fidgeting because you got your legs crossed. You going back and forth. I already know you uncomfortable. You six five in a small chair, like come on now. And then someone asks you a a, qu- a cringe worthy question, like right at a at a at all times. It's like y'all asked these questions when it was going on. Like, why would you say does this tarnish his legacy? That was a wild question. You should have known for you got in the interview. You probably had those notes down. Like, why would you think that shit was gonna fly right? And to have and then Oprah over here backing herself up, Oprah. Yeah. You get slapped with these two toes. Yeah, I'm I'm disappointed in that whole situation, man. It's um, I'm disappointed because I just feel like trying to d- diminish a black man's character now that he's gone well, what after all say? the great things he's achieved. What did Stoop say at the end? He said it'd be our own people every time. They be us, and that's why it's hard. Look, I say I know this, and everybody knows this time time. That's why it's so hard for black people to unite on any thing or any effort so i'm gonna tell you why because a man like kobe he rose to the greatest of the greats he showed us a great sportsman a great teammate a great father a great everything but yet you want to bring up the one thing that's going to hit hard to his family everything even his daughters you're like are you thinking like the daughter who's still here the uh, the oldest daughter when she hear this shit out your mouth how that gotta make her feel I mean, it's already viral like you she bringing already, up you like she's got to go to school. She dealing with this shit. What if it's kids who didn't even know about that, and now they asking her fucking questions, and she dealing with her dad's death. Like I feel like you of all people on the platform you are and the status you have and the people that you're close with, for you to even come out and move like that, I feel like is is some shady shit. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's I pretty much that's all I had to say on this shit, man. I had to get that off because. It's 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 terrible, bro. Like I don't like that kind of shit. It's sad, bro. Like why? I don't even know why she had to do that, man. And now Oprah over here talking about, oh, she um getting death threats and this that and the third. She not feeling. She not doing well. Well, maybe you should have thought about that before you try to assassinate a man's character when he's dead. Mm-hmm. Like how would you feel if somebody dug up your dirt and you just died yesterday? Does that even make sense? Niggas is trying to mourn, and you asking, damn, it's crazy, huh? Remember that shit that happened back in uh, Colorado? You know what I'm saying? What kind of stupid shit are you on today? People don't think, and I think, 
People don't think, and I think people don't think the only thing they want to do is get a story. And Matt Barnes did it right. right. He said it's not about. He said it's not about getting facts or, or about thinking no more. It's about being first. And you want to be the first one. Gail wanted to be the first one to touch on that. Besides anybody else on live, not live television, but in an interview with someone who was close to Kobe. Thank you. The first to the punch, just how TMZ was when releasing the information, correct? Yeah. Now, that's the world we live in, and it's cold-blooded. It's cold-blooded. She just had, and the fact that it was another woman she had to ask these questions to about that situation is craziness to me. Like, putting her, that's how you could tell she was, Lisa was hella uncomfortable, like, she had to thug through the interview because she kind of probably on the other end. Like, damn, it was a good interview up until now. Like, now we crossing boundaries and lines and shit. I I, I actually feel bad for her, man. I but really don't. I hope you get smacked with the. I feel bag bad. Ice no, cubes. bad for Lisa, not for not for Gail. Yeah, I don't That's even her think. Fault. I mean, I feel Lisa's like. You feel me? She handled it well. She handled it so like a real one. Ain't nobody really on her back, but she 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 handled it. She, she handled hers. Yeah, she. You she, you know how you know how to move Kobe. you know how to move right within the community. You smart. You know what I'm saying? Well, this she chick is, right here. She is she's from Gardena, in the industry. So. She's in the industry of other people on these platforms. Like you're not over here uh, questioning Harvey. Weinstein, that's his name, right? Yeah. You're not questioning this nigga because y'all buddy buddy. Like, it's it's sick almost shit going on. Let's move forward. Spark that talk. What we got today, Jay Lata? <laughs> so today, we're basically gonna be talking about what we know now that we wish we knew back in the day. Preach. And um, I was thinking about this topic, and I know a lot of us think about it. And thank you for sending in your suggestions. And I'm not just talking about, oh, I wish I knew more about um, how finances would work, how credit would work, how buying a house would work. I know we all think about stuff like that, but I want right. to dig a little bit deeper and think about Let's what dig, I wish, baby. you know. So the first thing I want to talk about and I really thought about was what I wish I knew back then that I know now and that it was okay to fail. Mm, that's deep. You know what I mean? Because ever since I was young, we were always taught like to do the right thing, to always stay on course. Because if you don't and you fall off, there'll be mad consequences and it's going to be so hard to get back up. But if I had somebody to teach me like, yo, bro, it's okay to lose once in a while. It's okay to, to make a bad choice because you can always dig yourself out of that cho- or out of that situation. Absolutely. And I never had someone tell me, because if you do that, not not saying that you're encouraging these bad behaviors, but if you do that, you're going to grow to be a better person because of it. But it's also like saying those things and then saying something like, hey, man, you know, once you dig yourself out of it, you make sure that you relay this message to the youth. You make sure that you pick somebody up who's been down, not not just stumbling on them and then stomping on them while they're down and they're doing bad choices. Cause that's not how we supposed uh, supposed to be living. You feel me? What you think about that? I mean, I I agree with that. Like, um, f- taking the L is almost something that's looked down on. Like, you know, especially even among your peers, and that's where we get most of our thought process from. Thought mm-hmm. process from when you're growing up is from your peers, from your friends. You know what I'm saying? And that's really where it all starts. It's, it's like 
You don't want to be that nigga to go out there on the football field and you get cut or you don't be a starter. Like, you don't want to feel like you're a failure. Because then when you come to practice, niggas is talking shit, mm-hmm. this, that, and the third. So now you feeling some type of way. Or say, it's even like, any, it's anything, bro. Like, even with grades in school, it's like, nigga, if you was getting bad grades, niggas, it'll make you feel some type of way. I'm, like, I'm you glad would feel you, like, oh. you'll kind of feel like, damn, I'm not good enough. Maybe what's wrong with me? Why are they doing excelling more than me? And now I got to hear this shit every day I come to school, even though they my quote unquote friends, they still talking crazy shit every time I see them. Like, True. you know what I mean? I'm glad you brought that, that topic up on football because I do remember. When I was young, bro, we had the fastest kid that I've ever seen mm. play, right? Play football, and we tried out. Now he tried out for receiver. This dude couldn't catch. He couldn't catch a cold if he wanted to, bro. You feel me? This dude was whack at catching the ball. Right. But he was the fastest dude I've ever seen ever in my life. When we would do relay races or when we would, uh, you know, get on the line and do um, lines at the end of practice or right. during practice, like this dude would always win. Like, I'm not talking about by two or three yards from the second place dude. Uh-huh. Like, this dude was winning by, like, half the field. Right. Crazy. Crazy fast. Mm. But because people would just, he would get people in his head telling him, like, bro, you suck. Like, what are you doing on the football field? Like, you fast, but you fast for nothing. Right. That shit will take you out of your game. He ended up quitting. And that happens a lot, man. And I don't know what school, he's doing, man. but like, I know he would have been a great football player because if you practice on your, right, there's there's two types of people. The first person will always, or not first person, but one, you either, if somebody tells you you can't do something, you're going to just bundle up and get in the fetal position and take it in the ass and be like, all right, whatever, then I'm done. I quit. Then there's that, other that's people. the failure mentality. Exactly. Then there's other people who, of course, it's like, nah, I'm not taking this L. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work and work on my craft to become better. And I feel like if he did that, bro, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I could predict something at the ninth grade, but... I see this dude at least making it to a Division One college and being great. Maybe not at receiver, but he could have been a great cornerback or but something. But the sad part about this story, we don't really know the backdrop of his home life, but who knows? Maybe he didn't have no kind of support, and he thought he was going to get it from his peers. True. And yet these niggas was, was down in him, and it's like, how do you move forward? Like you, like you said, for one, there's one thing of being naturally talented with something, and obviously he had the speed, right? But now it's time to learn how to get taught the fundamentals of the actual game. Like you said, if he would have stuck around for that part, he would have probably shut all them niggas up. Mm-hmm. And you got those people who will continue for it just to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's 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 the drive most people get. Is every For some reason, I feel like that's just what it is. Like, you find something or, like, especially those people who's down on them, maybe someone would have triggered and said, you know what? I'm going to prove all these niggas wrong, and when my success comes, now we'll see who's laughing at the end. You know what I mean? True, bro. But that's school. I think that's school, period. Like, I think that's where – that is a real place where you start learning all of this shit, bro. Mm -hmm. You don't learn that shit at home. You learn this at school because you're around these kids every day, and you don't really know them like you may think because everybody got their own story. But when you're at school – all the parents, all that shit is out the window. Now, this is a whole new world. School, high school is a, is a way different world, fam. True. So that place can either make you or break you, man. Now, I'm not saying it's okay to fail to where you your mindset is, oh, I'm failing. You're just right, done cool. forever. Done. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying embrace those fails, but, I mean, acknowledge those fails and learn from it. 
knowing how to pick yourself back up and become a better person. Mm. Like how Jones said, whether it be at school, at home, and whatever craft you're trying to trying to perfect in, it's okay to fail in those. But make yourself better. Don't just stay complacent and stay down. You know, do you gotta what you just gotta take do. everything as a lesson. Exactly. Okay, that L that was a lesson. Now you know how to maneuver on the next day, how to maneuver and to not get back in that same position, yet you could jump over this hurdle next time and get to where you're really trying to get. Exactly. It's all about progressing. You know what I'm saying? It's about yeah. taking it day by day. Like sometimes I feel like that's another thing, like growing up. Like how we talking about things that I know now, I wish I would have known then, mm. is not to be worrying about everything all the time. You know what I'm saying? Bruh. I think that for me is a personal thing. Like I've always been told, oh, you think too much, you worry about too much shit. I I never really thought about that, but I was like, you right, but that's me, nigga. Like I used to really, something small could happen, bro, and I lose my mind. My mom would always tell me like, you 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 going too hard on this shit. You got to stop. Think for a second and figure out the next move. You can't just think just because you got this news or that news that all of a sudden it's a wrap. You got to actually sit down and think for at least five to ten minutes and then you have a solution. I started trying to practice those practices and, of course, that started helping me later in life. But, yeah, I am still that type of dude who thinks about a lot of things because now as an adult, you do have a lot of shit you have to exactly. think about. You got a lot of but baggage. You have to you have to kind of start learning how to cope and uh, prioritize some of these worries and not let them all just slap you in the face yeah. all at once and then you just lose yourself because, and that's just something I wish I would have knew way back then, bro. Because that shit just piles up. You know what I mean? True. And over time, it can really take you down, bro. So I just that's that's one thing for me. I think I wish. I would have had a little more knowledge on Bro, not makes, to worry. That makes sense because it's like you hit it right on the dot. It's like you really got to sit down as a young man or a young woman and it be like a Tinder account, bro. You either swipe left, swipe right, if it's the <laughs> right thing. Like if this yeah. thing is a burden and I don't need it, swipe that shit to the left, bro, and keep. But this go, go back to earlier how you said with that, that's the same mentality too with like um, the failure thing because think about it. You worrying about things so much, and you 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 still worrying about what everybody else gonna think. Mm, and that's another thing right there, not giving a fuck what people gotta say or think about you. That to me is the, probably the biggest thing, especially as you become an adult. You realize, damn, I always was worrying about what this nigga thought, this chick thought, this teacher thought, this person thought, because I'm trying to please everybody and not please myself. And I think that's something as you get older, you start to learn that. Giving a fuck about all those things is only um, hindering you because at the end of the day, all that outside force shit that you think that you need to please, they could give really two fucks about you because exactly. it's just it's just something in the moment that's trying to take you off your game. So either you're going to fail now because you're listening to all this outside shit or you're going to sit at home worrying and stressing about because all this outside shit. So I guess at the end of the day for those two things, you just got to stop giving a fuck what everybody else got to say or think because at the end of the day, it's you who got to wake up and walk in your shoes and make your moves. It's not no other man. A nigga at work tell me this all the time, bro. He said, only kids and women will be saved, but men will not because nobody gives a fuck about your feelings or what you're going through. Ain't no woman going to come save another man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He, this is what he would tell me, bro. He's he's he told me this shit one day, and I and I believe I believe what he was saying because he's like, men, 
you it's like we discussed before. Men don't like to show their emotions, but women and kids can, and they'll be comforted. But as soon as a man does, it looks it's either looked at as weak or I'm not going to assist this dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's a real thing? Um, no, nah, because I think that's just what we tell ourselves as men. If you're so weak-minded and you can't ex- express yourself on how you really feel at that moment or what you're going through, then you'll never receive that help. And I think you will receive that but help. that's why you got to have real people in your corner. Yeah. At the end of the day, it all goes back to worrying about everybody else got to think. Yeah. Now, you if you don't have that security in your home or your spouse to let your shit off, then maybe that ain't the right thing for you, bro, because... At the end of the day, the stresses and that all the shit that we have, you gotta be able to vent at some point, my nigga. If you have to go see I, a shrink, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask, ask all men this. I know, as men, this probably been the time you got everything on your shoulders. You walk, you go in your car, nigga. You sit there for like five good minutes, and I know you either just scream or fucking. You cry tears of just relief just to let it all out of you and then continue forward. You don't want to show everybody that, but I know, because I've done it personally, you just got to get that shit off you to brush it off and keep moving forward because it's bottled in. But that's why we're bringing up this topic because it's like if you learn at a young age to to prioritize like you said and, and to know go. what yeah, and to know what stresses that you got to maintain and what stresses that really is not really a stress. Right. It's just like a phase. Like, just throw those out because the That's older you word, get. That's a good word, a phase. Right? Because the older you get, bro, it's like there's going to be way more stresses and you got to learn how to sit down and be like, yo, I can't handle this. I can't handle this. I can't handle this. This, I can't handle. Throw these to the side. Yeah, right? that's a big one right there. Understanding that you don't have to do or have everything. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, bro, I felt like there was only like certain things that you had to be doing or have to make yourself look the part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And chasing all of that fuckery is kind of what threw me off my path at one point, man, because it was just trying to be something that I wasn't. You know what I mean? Trying to do too fucking much just because that was the thing to do. But as you get older, you find yourself and realize what your life is about. It's not about what that life this person telling you need to live or you need to be living your way like this. Like, I know we all had those people when we were coming up. You got to live your life like this. You got to do this in the third. But it's like, hold the fuck up. You had your life. You had your ups and your downs. How can you now consider my situation any different? Let let my course of life play out. There's no book to life. True. Every person has a different path. You can see someone's successes, but all they can do is t- they can only mentor you on things but not you can't say i'm gonna mimic this person left to right because there's no fucking such thing as that there's no way you can mimic another person to the t and live that exact same life there's no fucking way that's going to be a real thing true i'm glad you brought up that pro bro that that uh, basically prioritize your stresses prioritize them and make a calendar for them shits right (laughs) and the one i'm thinking about right now bro is what I would have told me or anybody from the ages, let's say, 12 to 21, is don't get stressed over your first breakup. Man. 
Think about don't it, bro. Let, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's big. You know why? Because you're in a situation and it's like you've never experienced that before. So if that shit goes south, you almost don't even know what to do no more. You know what I mean? I seen I done I done heard stories, I won't say seen. I right. done heard stories of people slitting their wrists, going crazy, talking about they keep calling, they keep they keep throwing out these threats on the phone, like I'll kill myself if you don't get back with me. <laughs> like I seen you walking with that bitch. It's like, dog, we've been broke up for two weeks. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I seen yeah. cousins over here crying for weeks, like, bruh, get over it. Yeah, it's, it's you it's, a youngin'. Listen to this old buck. You right, a youngin'. Right. But this is the thing, it's crazy. I used to have to think that older niggas, like, I would always listen to older niggas sometimes, but I feel like now that I'm older and I try to tell younger niggas things, sometimes I think it goes in one ear and not the other because it's like, goes back to what I said, they're living their life. You got to let them do as they do until True. something knocks them on their ass and then they be like, fuck. Now I remember what this nigga was saying. He wasn't bullshitting me. All these things Like, we all together. had those moments. Yeah. They all tie in. You're absolutely correct, but I'm never, glad you got never, it started I, like that. I never, I never had uh, a moment like that, though. I never, like, first breakup, never was, like, down and out, never wanted to talk to the homies for, like, a couple months. No, nah, that's was some sicko shit. Yeah, I, I was it, never that, like that. That's bro. called that's called depression. You think the next day you should be talking to another girl. That's because I was the one, yeah, that's because I was the one is, cheating, so I already knew <laughs> I was, you know what I'm saying? I was in the wrong, so, hey, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong, baby boy. But when you look, when you young and out here, man, you don't really see too many people staying together with somebody from 13 years old yeah. up until they 80. They little puppy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, and th- and that's what it is. It's a love that you never had in your life. So it's like you think it's the end of the world, but it's not, nigga. There's so many other females that you've been passing up. It's time to go tackle them, baby yeah, boy. And just cause, <laughs> and just cause y'all got voted best couple in the damn yearbook, that doesn't don't mean, mean y'all is forever. Yeah, calm that shit down, bro. That'd be the wildest relationship you ever seen in your life. And you'll be an idiot staring at that book twenty years from now with a different lady. Like, oh, so this Bring is bringing up old shit. Why the fuck you got pictures still from back then, and you married to another chick? Yeah, now? You got a yearbook. You got the yearbook saying you best couple with somebody else, like. Listen, if you win best couple of the year, you whack. You whack. Don't even get the yearbook because I, 90% of y'all is not even going to be marrying that person. I won't even be with that person. Well, my thing was in high school, I would never deal with somebody that went to the same school. Smart. Me neither. Because that, that's a little dangerous. That, to me, that's I, how, I think that's how you would get caught up so long and some crazy. Like, that would be too much, nigga. As long as there's boundaries, as in, listen, me and you are not together. If you're at the same school, me and you are not together, but we will play with each other. <laughs> as long as we play ball, we good. But if yeah. it gets too serious and you counting score now, I'm done. Yeah, you you pull up to the gate and she's standing there waiting. <laughs> she's talking about 21-7. Like, no, nah, we not counting score. We said we're just going to play fun. Hey, we're going to just play ball and that's it. Yeah, just kids, be safe. Don't let your hearts get broken. Right. Just, you, you got another one, Jones, that you really had to look back and be like, yo, I wish I knew this back then. I mean, at this that. point, because like I already discussed with you, bro, I'm going back to get my degree. And I think that's the one thing that, um, one thing when I, because, you know, school was easy for me, bro. It was real easy, bro. Honors class, all that. Got into Cal State Dominguez. Like, it was, school was simple for me, bro, but then, like I said, I kind of let 
life and other outside shit kind of distract you, from distract me, bro. Like I don't blame nobody, and I don't, regret, <laughs> I don't regret nothing. It's just like what we're talking about. If what I know now, I knew then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I was always chasing money. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was always my thing as a young nigga, always chasing the money, bro, and not really caring about where the money came from. You understand? Like when you got that kind of mindset, you kind of will do pretty much anything to get to the bag, and it might not be the right route. You know what I'm saying? Just because the money look good today, don't mean it's gonna be good thirty years later. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only thing for me now that I'm looking at, because it's like, yeah, right now I obviously have everything that anybody will want. You know what I'm saying? A family, a house, cars. Like it's, I have all those things, and I have a great income. But at the end of the day, I want to kind of now veer my attention to other things and a different different process so basically have a career that lets me use my mind a little more bro yeah you understand to where when i come in i know my thought process is what's gonna move this situation forward you understand like right now okay we had that we had that whole segment on trade schools versus college remember that Mm -hmm. now I obviously said before, trade schools are great. They obviously are still great for those who don't want to go to college. But for me, I feel like it's time for me to go to college because the industry I'm in, I can literally rise to a higher position if I get this degree because I have enough knowledge within the industry. If I go get my degree in what I want to do, I know I could rise myself up to make maybe making way over 200000 a year, nigga, if that's what it comes to. So it's a, it's a give or take. Between the trade school and then college, but Absolutely, I'm glad you I'm bro. glad you brought that Absolutely. up, bro. Because education, whatever you educate yourself in, money's getting put into education, and you got to take it seriously for sure. Because if you don't, it's like you see dudes without an education. Years from now, like they on the streets, they working, they working at jobs they don't want to work at. Not necessarily like like dudes is like I'm seeing dudes my age working at McDonald's, bro. Because they didn't do no trade, they I mean, didn't get yeah. an education, it's, it's and no, I'm not look, saying McDonald's no is bad. No knock to none of now. this, bro. I, this is the thing. Like when we had that conversation about trade schools or college, trades obviously will put you in. Because I remember you saying this, you're going to learn a specific thing to go get money in that specific thing. Exactly. Now, when you're ready to promote and do other shit, they're going to still look at that. You may have all these years experience doing this one thing, but when it's time when you like, damn, I think I'm ready for this and that. They might not see it the same way. They're True. like, you're great at this. So now I'm kind of like, damn, now I'm low-key in the stumped ground where it's like, you're right about that. That's why I can get the pay that I make now. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't want to go further up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? True. You can't, you're not going to tell me that this is it. So in my brain, I said, okay, fuck it. Let me just go ahead and get this degree. I know if I keep my mind to it, I'm going to knock this shit out, do what I got to do and keep moving forward. At the end of the day, I have an entrepreneur spirit. I'm always that nigga trying to create shit and build shit on my own. But I know for a fact, more knowledge is more power. So I don't even care if I even finished and got all this shit and still was doing what I was doing. But I know the knowledge that I will have will be more powerful than anything else. Exactly. So that's something I definitely, like now, I think I finally came to the conclusion that for my kids, you have to just go get a degree. Yes. Like, fuck it. Just go. Just go do it, and when you finish, if you decide to go do something else, that's fine because you still going to have that in your pocket. And I think that's one thing I never thought about when I was younger. That's some shit I wish I knew now because I, I could have easily finished school, bro. 
Like I was yeah. always told, why don't you leave the state and go to school? I always denied that shit, right? I always said, no, nah, I'll be good right here. But that crippled me being right down the street from my house. It crippled me in a large way because I was still a kid, even though I thought I was grown. 18 years old, you still really young-minded. You know what I'm saying? True. You fresh out of high school. So now you got all of this freedom, this crazy freedom, and you thinking it'll be easy to fuck off and still do these things. It's not that simple, fellas. Yeah. it's um, So I recommend, to, in my opinion, if you go to college, live at the school, all that shit. I think that, because my sister went off and did that, and she did well. I feel like my cousin did the same. I feel like if you go off to a college and stay there, I think you got a higher percentage of finishing, especially at that age group, fresh yeah, out of all, high school. It, it also all depends because some colleges will only allow freshmen and sophomores to stay on campus, and mm. then you have to get housing afterwards. But the but you'll the, still but be in gonna, that bubble. Yeah, the the thing we're trying to get at is listen. As an older person now, looking back, knowing that I have an education, is education taught me this thing, bro, is that I could stay disciplined and and learn something that I really don't want to learn, but I could discipline myself to learn Correct. these things to better myself in the future. So if you discipline yourself, just understand and um, and stay the course. Don't get distracted by these little things here and there that friends are pulling or gravitating you towards that will take you off your Absolute. course. Because if you stay on course, I promise you, once you get your degree or once you get what you want, you'll know that discipline does not just fade away. It stays with you forever. And Correct. it makes you hungrier, makes you a better person, and makes you want to go get after the next best thing. And that's what's, that's basically what we talked about with Kobe. Kobe disciplined himself in basketball so much to where when he retired, that discipline was still with him that he ended up getting the Oscar. Right, because he, he moved that on to something exactly. else. Correct. There's a, Absolutely, oh, bro. Ahead, I mean, we all know that's another world, like athletes and shit. Uh-huh. They may get into these worlds, but I've heard I've heard of a lot of them still going to get their degrees later in life. Yeah, like a Shaq, this fool has mad degrees. Like people wouldn't even know, think that. But my man's got degrees. You hear actors all the time later in life finishing getting their degrees because they know the knowledge is more powerful. Even though they may have all the money, still having the knowledge of shit, I feel like is the key to every fucking thing because. Just knowing one thing can help you trigger something else over here in your life for the better. It may not necessarily be a job. It may be something else. Relationships that you build with people. How you in a whole different circle of motherfuckers that, damn, I'm really able to really bounce ideas off motherfuckers who really can make a difference. Instead of it being the same old fuckery, bouncing ideas off shit and ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Now, I know the people that Jones just mentioned, they have the money to go back and do all these things and get these degrees. Mm -hmm. But... Just don't think about the money right now. Think about them going back because what did Jones say? Because they know that knowledge is power. They're trying Facts. to gain more knowledge. Yeah, they have the money to go back. But guess what? Yes, we can pull out loans. And yes, we can go back if we're at an older age. But at this point in time, you want to do this at a young age. For sure. So that once you get older, you know how to prioritize things, know how to pay things off, know how to you know, just move about to where you don't put yourself in a bigger predicament when you in debt or whatnot. For sure. You know? So I think that that that, that was good. There's one more other thing that I want to bring up, Jones, if that's yes, cool sir. with you. Go ahead. And this, to me, is um, the most important thing. And Stay in everything, school. <laughs> yeah, everything we talked about basically is important. Please pay attention. But the one thing I want to talk about that I would tell my younger self and wish that my younger self knew and understood and took this to heart 
was family always comes first. And I'm going to elaborate Man, on that. I'm I, could elaborate go, on I could that. go so far with that. Yeah. It's sickening, and to I'm be a, honest. I'm going to elaborate on that on, on one moment, all right? So there have been times where I have, and when I say family comes first, there have been times where Pops was like, hey, son, let's, uh, let's, let's go chill for a second. Like, let's go to movies. He said that one time, let's go to movies. And I chose my homies mm-hmm. over my Pops. Now... To anybody else that have been like, oh, it's cool, because Pops was just brushed it off. He's like, oh, okay, that's cool, son. It's okay. That could be just like whatever in that moment. Now that I'm older and I have my son, I understand like, man, I should have never done that. I should have chose my Pops over my friends. My friends would, would maybe would still be there when I'm older. You know, we could have kicked it another day, but this is the moment that my Pops wanted to spend with me. And it's not, mm. he doesn't always have that much time because he, he's got schedules for church and he's got schedules for work and this one little thing he wanted to do I should have done with him whether it went to just go grab ice cream and the reason why I thought about that was because last week Jones we went to go play t-ball with Jayla right I get home I get home for fixing my my lady's car and my um my son was his grandma showed up just right when I pulled up and she was talking to him and then he goes I go hey we're gonna go play t-ball you know, let's go practice because your season's about to start. Right, right. And he chose his grandma over me. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know. Right, right. Right? But this is where I'm getting at. So he went, and he went with his grandma, and we basically went on ourselves with Jayla, and we played t-ball. Right. But the back of my mind as a father was like, damn, I wish he was here. You know what I mean? I wish he chose me. I already feel it. Yeah, I didn't, you know I didn't I mean? know exactly what was going on that day, bro, to be honest. Yeah, it was, was crazy because I, I know we scheduled times, but then Carmen's car. Did like, you know even Jayla was like, where's Cam? Yeah. He didn't end up coming back until we went to uh, probably like two hours before we had to head back to or head to the, the, the monster truck thing. Right. But I'm thinking as a father, now I'm looking back at my pops like, damn. All he wanted to How do was feels. all he wanted to do was ice cream, off his business that's schedule. Deep. Yeah, you that's deep, bro. Cause we both fathers, bro. And like I was telling you, this t-ball shit got me amped up. Mm-hmm. And it's like I see that she's amped up about it. She come home to my daddy. Can we watch sports? Like it's like it's so crazy. Just even though she's only four, to build a bond right now on something is deep for me. Cause it's like I didn't really have no real bond. Bonding shits with my pops like that, you know what I mean? So no, I feel it. it's kind of like it makes me feel hella good because it's like, damn, bro, I wanna, I wanna be there with you, like I wanna have these experiences with you, like especially as I get older, we know that kind of shit's gonna happen. Yeah. Where, like you said, they ask over. you, they gonna choose their friends over you, and it's like for me, my family situation, like you said, put family first is more with my sister, dog, because yeah. I chose to go out and move because she was a. She's obviously my sister a girl. And all my peoples was all niggas. And it was like, I would never, and she was three years younger than me. So it was like, I never wanted her to go nowhere with me, nigga. Like, I honestly would not let her go nowhere with me, especially I was going with the homies. Like, she would always ask me, and I'll tell her no, nigga. And I never thought about that shit till later in life. And it's like, now to this day, I could call my sister for any fucking thing, and she gonna move, my nigga. And I think that's what the difference is, because me and her had our own bumping of the heads coming up as kids, because we was dealing with a lot of shit, a lot of internal struggles, both of us, and dealing with our family life. Like it was, it was a, it's a wild dynamic. I ain't gonna get too deep on all that shit, but that's one thing I kind of feel like I should have. 
pay more attention to because maybe I could have actually helped her with some of the shit she was going through if I would have paid more attention to the small, subtle shit like, oh, bro, let's just go to the movies. Like, simple shit like that. You'd be like, no, I'm good. I could have brush it off because you. You brush it off like, I'm good, my nigga. Like, I'm going to go with, with the homies. And she'd be like, damn, but I asked you to go with me, but you're going to go with these niggas. You don't think about it at, at a young age because it's like you always want to be on the cool shit. Exactly. Like, I could always... This one thing that I learned as an older person, I could I could make my my homies feel butthurt. They could feel some type of way, mm-hmm. and I won't care. Now that I'm older, if I make my family members feel some type of way, that kind of hurts deep and it pierces the heart as mm-hmm. well. But I could attest to you and I commend you because you probably still don't remember this. But I was like, "Yo, bro, what's the move tonight? Me and the boys, we rolling now. We gonna do our thing." And you said, "Oh, I can't, fam." Like. Sister got me tickets to watch the Star Wars movie. I'm about to roll with her. Yeah, yeah. And I said, all right, cool. Because I was like, in my mind, I was like, already. imagine, it's your blood, you feel me? Imagine mm-hmm. if you said no. Right. But now imagine if you said no at a younger age, and you have. Right. And I have. I've said no to family. That's why, that's why, like, I, 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 I bro, I move, y'all know I only fuck with the family, bro. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas are my brothers now, bro, and- I look at it as such, and I move as such. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Just how I treat my sister now. My circle is so small, nigga, that it's insane. That's why I bring up putting family first. Before I used to, I could, I wouldn't have enough fingers to count how many niggas I was dealing with at one point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now I probably can't call nobody for anything, for advice, just to even conversate. None of that shit. That's when you start to realize, damn, all that small shit back in the day you kind of look past, you look at it now like, fuck, man. I was okay asshole. You know what I'm saying? And these the only motherfuckers going to be there for you when shit really get get shaky. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so crazy because me and my sister relationship got way better when I figured out I had a wild night. Like, I'm not even going to dive deep into that shit. She know exactly what I'm talking about, my nigga. And that shit made me realize that she got my back no matter what I do or how I move. She going to be there to support a nigga. And, yeah, we as siblings, you always going to have your arguments and shit, but you still know you going to be able to. Man, when it's the get down. You understand? They, you know, they finna have your back. Correct. You know it's going to be a real situation. And exactly. they going to be there to back you, bro. Like, And I think that I'm glad you brought that up, bro. Family over fucking everything, nigga, because. Not only my sister, my mom, my relationship. Now I'm even kindling. I'm trying to rekindle shit with my pops. Thing, even though after all of these years, Duncan, like I could call him and talk to him about anything now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Try not to hold grudges about shit. Because when I was younger, if I would have knew it then, understanding the circumstance between him and my moms, and just I couldn't see it like that. I just saw it as you don't want to fuck with me. You yep. know what I'm saying? That's how I looked at shit. Yep. And the relationship was. Terrible fam Like But now just All those things bro It's crazy like Especially with the kids How you brought up Cam And the situation With playing t-ball I can understand That feeling bro Like You definitely want to be In your kid's life It may seem so small And minute But at any day I can tell Especially even with my daughter If she asks me to play with her Or do something And I say I'm good at the moment I'm tired I can see in her face Like she already feel Kind of like Damn that's some crazy shit pops Like nigga I ain't seen you all day Let's get active. And it's like, I guess as an adult, how we this go, the grand scheme of all the shit we talked about, what is the most important thing to you? Can't be worrying about all the outside shit. 
Sometimes you got to exert extra energy for the ones that love you truly. And you just got to give it out, bro. Exactly. So to the younger younger me or to the younger us, which we cannot change, but to the younger generation now, listen, man, if mom, pops, sister, brother, cousin want to move in some way and your friends got something planned that day as well, you got to choose your family, dog, because... It all will make sense at the end of the day, or years from now, it'll make sense to you. This, this spark that talk, baby, because damn, we could give you something funny, or we could dive deep, like right now, like how we just did. Yeah. All I know is this, bro: is if you are young, just understand this: time does fly. I look back; I'm looking at my 18 year old self. 2020. I still nigga. remember, yes, and I'm looking back, and I still remember back in high school and how I used to think and how I used to move about. Just understand this. When teachers say time flies, when parents say time flies, Believe when, that. when older people say time flies, it does. We in our 30s now. You're right, fam. And <laughs> it was just yesterday I thought I was 21. Thank you, bro. Just yesterday I thought I could do nothing could stop me. You know what I'm saying? And that's some real shit. When you're coming up, bro, you really out here. You're fearless, bro. You're fucking just off the rails. You don't, you don't see it, but everybody else sees it. Mm-hmm. And the cold part about it is when they try to tell you about yourself, you don't even want to hear that shit because no. you living your young life. Now, that's that's just the thing, man. We all know everybody going to go through that, fam. But I guess there's a time frame in your life where something either puts you on your ass or smack the shit out of you to make you realize what's what's how you really supposed to be living your life. And I think that's just the story of everybody. That's probably the the only thing I think everybody will be able to relate to is that there was something that occurred in their life that made them have to change or do better or realize things. You understand? Yeah. To make you realize, damn, some things are just bigger than my thought process. And got to just sit back and fucking humble yourself a little bit on certain things, especially when it comes to the family, man. True. What I got out of this, bro, and to the younger generation, listen. Prioritize your stresses. Don't let mm. everything stress you out. It is okay to fail. Please pick your family over your friends every damn time. Mm-hmm. Time flies. And and that's what you got to understand. All the other stuff you'll learn in the future, but just know, just prioritize, stay the course, stay proactive in whatever you do, but just stay True disciplined that. in it as well. Absolutely, bro. Could have ended any better, bro. So I hope all of y'all... Who tuned in this far, you know what I'm saying, got something out of this and obviously could spark that conversation among yourselves and your own family, your peers, you know what I'm saying? Had them talks tonight, had them talks whenever, you know what I'm saying? Just really sit back and think about like, damn, should I say no or should I say yes to the next time one of my loved ones reach out to me, you know what I'm saying? And just go with it instead of thinking, thinking too fucking much about it. Like, it's not always the fucking agenda behind things. Maybe sometimes people really just want to fucking kick it with you. <laughs> yep, for real. You know, so you know, like always, until next time, y'all. It's your boy Jones. Your boy Jay Latta. And until next time, wiggle my balls. Sir.